listening to the Mouthful of Graffiti podcast, affectionately known as The Mog, an open forum and promotional outlet for budding artists and creatives from all across the Mid-Atlantic region. I'm your host, Brad Cox, not necessarily affectionately known as anything other than Brad Cox, but I'm here all the same. Let's see who and what we're chewing on today on The Mog. Friends, East Coastians, and country men and women of all ages, welcome to the MOG. As always, links for our guests will be made available in the description, and a song or some type of promotional feature will be tacked on to the end of each episode. We'd like to thank all of our sponsors, Vagabond Sandwich Company, Capricost Books, Musicland, Black Eyed Susie's, Double Groove Brewing, Baltimore Decal Gal, and Reb Records. Remember to love local, support local, and to eat and drink local. Don't forget to use discount code MOG. Pod for a 10% discount at Capricost Books. Everyone knows you can't stop by Main Street Bel Air without grabbing one of Black Eyed Susie's legendary orange crushes and a killer lunch or dinner. Black Eyed Susie's has been supporting local for a long time. It's your one-stop spot for original and cover entertainment and an afternoon or evening out with friends on their rooftop deck. If you haven't heard, there's something very special about Double Groove Brewing. It's a melting pot of personalities, ages, loves, interests, and musical tastes. There are hippies, professionals, rockers, folk artists, friends and families here. Throw in the most delicious and satisfying craft beer on the planet and this place is complete magic. They are tireless supporters of the local talent. Stop by their location in Forest Hill for a pint and a night out with friends. Rest your bones for a special Halloween edition of the Mouthful of Graffiti podcast with Kevin Nooncaster of Following Lights and Mr. Odier and Gary Holmes of Schizocalypso, We Love the Underground, and occasionally Veteran Avenue. It should be no surprise that horror films have inspired some spooky music with bands like The Cramps, The Misfits, Dark and Blue Oyster Cult, and more. So today we're going to talk about the movies and the marriage with rock and roll. There'll be no tricks today, only treats. So sit back and enjoy. Enjoy, if you dare. Gary and Kevin, welcome to the Mouthful Graffiti Podcast. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. Kev, good to see you again, hey, man. Yeah, definitely. Been a long time. I'm going to read off a little bit of news here real quick, and then we'll get into it. A StellarCon is coming to the APGFCU Arena on November 20th. For tickets, go to APGFCUarena.com. The Hiplay Ballerinas are coming to the Amos Center on January 29th. They've got a mix of hip-hop and ballet. You can get tickets at tickets.harford.edu. And Mr. Old Year has a show coming up. Kevin, why don't you tell us a little bit about that show? And Gary, you'll be performing as well. Yes. Yeah, so December 17th at Zen West. It's a rock revival where bands do bigger bands. Is it Rapola Entertainment or Transcendent Events? I think it's Rapola. Is it? Or is I it, think it is. Is it a marriage of the two? It Kevin's... is a marriage of the two because they're making kind of a big deal about that. Okay. Yeah. So we were asked to do it, and um, it was a weird timing. Right when we were asked to do it, our drummer and bass player left. Yeah. Um, our drummer had, like, a lot of physical problems. Oh. And, yeah, really bad, like nerves and stuff. And so he might not be able to play again. Stuff wow. like that. Yeah, yeah. So we didn't want to, like, bail on the show. So I was just like, okay. So I wanted. I asked Chase from the band. I was like, dude, let's get Gary because I always wanted to play with Gary. Yeah, and you know he's Looking always solid. Yeah. So it's like, so let's get Gary and and uh, luckily he's doing it for us. So I, you know it's gonna be fun. But we're gonna do like half the show, Mister Old Year. Then we're gonna do 
like corn, some corn stuff, which okay. will be really fun. Now, who's on the bass guitar? My buddy Brian, that was my guitar player from Son of Avery. Okay. He's going to be playing bass. Gary had said it was one of your old members. I was like, is it Steve? No, 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 no. No, Steve, <laughs> Steve I love him to death, but he'd have been like, corn? Uh-uh. You know? I mean, he's not a fan. No. So I just knew, you know, my, but my buddy Brian, he's, he's solid and he, he's excited because, uh, it's just we haven't played together since like 2008, so it'll be cool. So you just released a record called Following Lights. Yep. And it's kind of an indictment on Christianity from your perspective, I would say. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And growing up, Halloween was always this holiday that if you grew up in these these kind of local churches, it was treated as sacrilegious. It was demonic. You weren't really allowed to celebrate Halloween. So the alternative was you could dress up and go to the church parking lot and the sponsors would hand out candy from their dirty trunk. That was the <laughs> alternative to celebrating something you're not supposed to celebrate. Yeah, it's really funny. I always had no like, okay. It's weird because I grew up in really strict churches. Yeah. But growing up, for some reason, Halloween was okay. Like with the churches I went to. Okay. I remember my parents at one time were like at the youth leaders and they took us like all the kids to Jason's Woods yeah. as a church thing. Yeah. But they always like other youth pastors I had always would make things like you couldn't dress like this, this. I had a list. Right. You know? And then I remember one time they said that and then the main youth pastor at the time rolled in as like the Grim Reaper. And we were just like, okay, okay, this makes sense. Right. It's like celebrated or dull. Yeah. Yeah. And the trunk or tree thing, you know, I'm not knocking it because if it's cool for kids, sure. they can't go trick or treating. But it is weird. Like, I don't understand. Like, to me, Halloween is just going out, having fun, getting candy. What's trunk or treat? Going out, having fun, getting candy. Right. From it's the, the dirty same, trunk. Yeah. It's like the straight edge kids I grew up with. They would knock, like, people getting trashed and doing all this stuff. And then they'd have their, like, uh, root beer thing it wasn't the point of They're dressing kegger. up wasn't the point of dressing up to actually scare off evil spirits it wasn't to like condone it it was just to scare them off dude yeah i mean that was the idea the whole idea was actually I mean, it was a harvest holiday it was a harvest one. holiday and, and like in certain parts of the world it was you you would celebrate the dead like so right so that one day the dead could come back and kind of roam, and you were all dressed up to they didn't feel... You didn't know which one was which. Yeah. I don't know. Gary, what are you dressed up as over there? Well, I came as an angel today, Brad. <laughs> okay. Um, to scare off the undead. I yeah, think. I like it. <laughs> so with the modern churches, I, I've noticed a, kind of a pattern. I wanted to throw this in there real quick. They don't tend to tackle hell. And I don't know if it's because they're afraid of losing viewership, but do you believe in hell and evil spirits and purgatory and that kind of thing? Um, I personally, I do believe in evil. Yeah. Um. Hell, I'm not sure. If I think hell, okay, if you look in the Bible, it's like being separated from God. Right. I don't think hell is this crazy place you go for eternity and all this stuff. But as far as evil, I do believe in evil. And only because like you see certain things that um, humans do, like whether it's like a serial killer. To me, there's right. got to be something driving that, why this one dude is like that. Whereas we aren't. Right. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. this guy wants to kill. This guy wants... So I he do gets believe... gets off on it. Yeah. I do believe in evil. There's something out there. We're going to talk about some of the different movie franchises, the horror movie franchises. Some of my favorite movies, though, are like Poltergeist, The Conjuring, The Exorcist. Do you have a favorite? Is it Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Fast and the Furious? <laughs> Never seen Fast and the Furious. It's um, definitely a horror. It, it, I'm sure. <laughs> um, I have a lot of different ones. It, like... The Exorcist still is the 
to me, it's still the scariest movie, man. Like, it still gets mm-hmm. me. and, it, and Because I, you believe in it on I some believe, level. I do. Yeah. I believe, you know, that it could happen if you allow something to happen. But that movie, and it's just because when it was shot. The older movies look so good still. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, that one still gets me. Um, as far as, like, franchises, dude, I love them all. Like, especially the 80s stuff when I was a kid. Like, Did the Friday the 13th. Halloween? Okay, here's the thing. I like the Halloween franchise. I hated the last one. The one so before much. this one? Yes. Okay, yeah. That, that was pretty bad. Yeah, I haven't seen this one. And the main reason is I don't understand how you take the idea that they're siblings out. Because that's what made the original one so good that Michael Myers is coming back for his sister. Oh. And when he took, they took that out, it was almost like, wait, that was the concept. Like, that was... I'm not going to let any spoilers out, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm, just, I'm saying, yeah. like, because in the last one, they said they weren't siblings. You know what I mean? So it was just like, okay, well, that's kind of like saying Jason didn't drown in a camp. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that was the whole point of his revenge. Right. And the cool thing about the Rob Zombie Freddy version... Freddie didn't die in a fire. Yeah. Right. And, like, the Rob Zombie's version, it was cool because when he came back, you really weren't sure if he was coming back to kill his sister or right. because he loved his sister. He wanted to see her. Right. So it's like, to me, that's you're taking the dynamic out of the whole franchise. But I will see it eventually when it's on, like, when it's free for me. Right. You know. Well, I wanted to tee it up, Gary. I'm going to let you kind of take the wheel here for the rest of the podcast. All right. Everybody again, Gary Holmes. Yes, yes. What's up, everybody? So this is exciting. We all love Halloween, so we'll just talk some horror movies, man. This will be good times. Let's start with, what was your first introduction into horror movies, and how young were you, and what did that look like? Okay. So... Uh, the first one, which I guess you could call it a horror movie, because, okay, when I was a little kid, I remember, like, my parents thought I was in bed, and I snuck around, like, the chair, and I was watching, they were watching, it was a TV movie at the time, um, Helter Skelter. Okay. Yeah. And that just, Charles first of all, gave me a, yeah, gave me a crazy fascination with the whole Helter Skelter mm-hmm. thing. Um but it was terrifying because that dude that played Charles Manson was like spot on, man, in that 70s movie. Like, so that was like my first kind of horror movie. Um, I wasn't allowed to watch horror movies growing up in the house I grew up, but I would sneak them. So my first, like the first one that totally just got me was Texas Chainsaw to the point that like, I, I remember I had it, me and my friend were watching it on VCR at the time. And literally, I would have to stop it now then, just have to think for a little bit, because I was so freaked yeah. out, man. Because into that movie is the same thing. Yeah. With as an exorcist, it looks so good because it looks real. It's so old. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it's still terrifying. There's no filter for that anymore, dude. No, no, yeah. dude. It looks so good back then. And uh, I mean, you think about the new movies that have come out, like The Conjuring's a great one. Oh yeah, they're great. Yeah. But all of these movies are set back in that time period yep. because you just can't beat the, the imagery and the sets and the yep. way that things looked. And there's that feeling of isolation. To me, that's like the key in any great horror movie, yep. which you really don't have in like modern time with cell phones and technology. Like the idea that you could be trapped somewhere and not be able to get a hold of somebody, like that's why they go back and do all those things. And then I just love all that old stuff. Me too, man. Like, there's old movies to me, and it's also how they're shot, like the film, like it just, there's just something like almost real about it. Like you're sitting there going, the first time I watched Texas Chainsaw, I was like, this doesn't even look like a movie. And I was like a little kid, I was like, this looks like a documentary. Like, is this real footage? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And it was just so, like, it was so scary, man. And so twisted. Growing up in the church, did you lean more towards spiritual horrors or slasher horrors? 
The slasher films were cool because I they didn't freak me out. Like I liked them. Right. They made me jump. The ones about possession and stuff, uh, you know, that was close to home. Yeah. Those would scare me, man. Like literally where I would like it's funny the like the face that pops up in the Exorcist. You know that scary face? Dude, like anytime I watch that movie that night, it doesn't matter how old I am when I'm sleeping, it pops. I like I wake up like what the, you know, <laughs> you know. But yeah, and those movies were those movies were terrifying because a lot of times I had a kid involved. You know what I mean? So it was like, man, you kind of related to it. It's like, oh, this could happen, you know. But they were scary because it was about, like, demons and stuff. It wasn't a, a, some crazy dude that's died 8,000 times, you know, still right. hacking people, you know. So the allure of horror movies, and, like, I think about it all the time for myself. It's like, why do I do this yes. to myself, you know? Like, I was watching a movie last night. I was <clears throat> getting through the third Conjuring, and it's like, it's it's creepy, man. And you're like, what is that? And I think for me, it's like... Trying to find the line, the fine line between where does, where does the fiction begin and the potential for the reality end? Yeah. And even in like the slasher films, I think about the parallels with the sinner, right? The person that is not doing what they're supposed to be doing and like the punishment that comes with that. Yeah. And I just love that journey that really good horror movies take you on. And then it's the very few movies that I could watch will stick with me. For yes, like a week or two exactly. weeks or a month, right? And you think, how's that possible? But it does. It'll yeah. stick with you. And then you, you keep going back to it. it. It's amazing. It's crazy because it's like you watch these movies and a lot of times, like not to keep going back, but The Exorcist, like at that time, they hit that perfect, man. Because at the time, you know, Milton Bradley had like the Ouija board, you know what I mean? That stuff. So people were already weird about that, kids playing. And then they kind of just hit it home with that. You know, oh my God, kids shouldn't mess with this stuff. And best horror movies are the ones that, like you said, man, weeks later, you're still thinking about it. Like I can oh, yeah. watch like a horror movie now and be like, oh, that was fun. But dude, you know, the horror ones, it's just like the good ones you still think about. So let's get into some fun stuff, right? Oh. So what is your favorite series, favorite genre, all that stuff? Okay, as far as my favorite series, I'm probably have to go like Friday 13th, man. Me too, man. Yeah, I'm Friday right 13th. there. And what's the what's the reason, dude? I don't even know. I you know I I grew up with all of them, and I do love all of them. But Friday Thirteenth was so fun, and it was like as a kid watching it, you know, you see these teenagers they're way older than you, yeah, and you know, and like you just know, dude, as soon as they're having sex, it's over. You know, what I mean? right. like you're like Jason doesn't like it. You know what I mean? And it's cool because, like, the first... You know, <laughs> he doesn't like, like it. No, he doesn't like He's it. He's never tried it. Yeah, well, I think that's why. They're doing stuff that he never had yeah. and never will. You know, it's kind of like the person that, like, you know, he's a hater. He's probably the original hater. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the great thing about Friday the 13th was, like, dude, the first one, besides, you know, his backstory, has nothing to do with, like, yep. you know... Like, he's not in it? No. Except not the killer. At the end. <laughs> yeah, at the end, yeah. And then, you know, then you get to where, like, um, what's the one where... Not to spoil, but these movies are so old. But where, like, the one dude's dad is Jason. Oh, yeah. It was Roy's a faux dad. Jason. Yeah, yeah, it was a fake. That yeah. was uh, the new beginning. Yeah, the new beginning. Yeah, so that wasn't even. And then you get to, you know, it, it, just how they, they, they would tie it all up, you know, with uh, Corey Feldman's character. You know, like, you know, is he going to be the next? You know, they, they left you hanging. And each thing was different. Then they had the girl that was a psychic. Like, they kept it fresh. What's terrifying is what happened to Corey Feldman. Oh, dude, dude! You talk about horror movie, the Today Show performance. <laughs> yeah. It's bad, man. 
Well, the whole band was dressed like Gary is right now, for one. <laughs> yes. I mean, talk about a guy with like zero self awareness. Dude, my buddy, and I haven't I haven't broken open yet, but my buddy last year, as like a joke Christmas gift, bought me his book. The Corey Feldman book. What? And he's like, Look, dude, he's like, Look, this is funny because we joke about it Corey Feldman. It's sad too. He's like, but dude, this book is amazing. So I will break it open. But yeah, dude, like that guy is like my but favorite part. He's so so much trying to look like Michael Jackson. Why? I was, was going to say, my favorite part is in that interview on the Today when he was just like, well, yeah, me and Michael, you know, we, we yeah, learned to dance Michael. together. We learned it. I'm like, dude, no, you copied Michael. Right. You know, it's like, Right dude, down to the little down. stringy hair on the side of your face. And for a while, he was doing the hats. Like, Michael, he's he's a weird, he's a weird dude. I, I chalk it up to child actor, maybe molestation, because they're saying, you yeah, know, that. Yeah. And then lots of drugs. Well, we derailed. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, Corey Feldman. I mean, and we got who else? I mean, so many great people got their start in horror. Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Johnny Depp. Paul Rudd was in Halloween 6. Yeah, oh, yep, he was. Um, Jennifer, <laughs> Jennifer Aniston. Leprechaun. Uh, Leprechaun. Yep. They all have them, and it's amazing. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about whether we believe in this stuff or not, right? Yeah. Have you had any personal experiences, or do you think you've ever had any personal experiences with a ghost or anything of that nature? Okay. This is going to be crazy, but I swear this is legit. So I've definitely seen stuff my whole life. There's definitely, like, spiritual stuff I totally believe in. That's why I still believe, despite Mm -hmm. all the crap I've heard. But the the weirdest thing was, there was a time in my life, probably when I was, me and Katie were dating, and when I would sleep, dude, like, it was almost like something was, like, constantly pulling me, like, inside. And I could see everything, like, dude, while I was sleeping. And it was really weird. And she said, like, watching it from afar, it was the most terrifying thing she would see. It was like I was struggling. I was talking to something, like, let it go, you know, we're out, like, leave me alone. You know what I mean? To the point that I would like scream and like, come on, God, help me, you know, stuff like that. And um, and it wasn't until like I actually went to a dude, a minister or whatever, and I told him and he prayed with me and stuff and then it completely ended. But it was almost like a spiritual struggle. It was bizarre, you know. So when did that start? I'm sober right now, too. So I'm just saying I'm not making this up. <laughs> we can change that. I mean, we can change it. <laughs> um, I Dude, it just it was probably maybe like. A five-month period, man. When I was probably like twenty-five, it was. I I still don't know what happened. Like any, there was like not like a new house or a new environment or well, any. Okay, uh... we did move into a, a new place, and sometimes I do wonder if that was it because okay, so we were li- we were renting this townhouse in Joppa, and like two, like two houses down, there was this dude, and he was the nicest. I mean, when I say nicest, he was like the sweetest dude, but he was really into like dark magic. Oh, wow. <laughs> to the point that, like, my wife had um, a black mirror that she just picked up at a Google one time. She thought it was cool looking. Well, he walked in our house. He was like, well, where'd you get that? And she was like, I don't know. He's like, can I borrow it? And we were like, uh, for what? And he's like, I just want to do some stuff. And we're like, keep it. So Store we- coke off of it? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so she actually went over to his house, and she said, dude, it was crazy. Like, he had all, like, the crazy, like... Like the Crowley books and stuff. Mm. Like, you know, like he was legit. He was in there. Yeah. So we were like, keep it. Just keep it. You know what I mean? Like, it's our present to you. You know, here's your black mirror. Don't do nothing to us, you know. But he was definitely, he was crazy to the point that one time he brought a doll over. And he was just like, I can't deal with this doll. First of all, I don't know why you have a doll. But he was just like, I can't deal with it. He's like, can you just put this in your trunk? And we were like, 
Okay, so my wife puts it in her trunk. And it was kind of like a, a my buddy, kind of like a Chucky thing, right? So so I get back from work, and my wife's like, dude, you got to see this doll. And I was like, what? So before she even opened her trunk, I could hear it. You know, oh, let's play, that kind of stuff. And I was God, like, what the geez. fuck? She's like, no, you're not even ready for this. And I was like, okay. She opens the trunk, boom, no batteries. Oh. I swear. I was like, well, why is that in your trunk? We're throwing that, like, dumpster. You know, right there. Well, like the Ouija board, it will arrive back on your doorstep. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like. So, yeah, there's been some crazy yeah. stuff I've seen. It's like you brought it into your house. That, yeah. That's how, I, that's my thing is it's like. That's how I, yeah. I always feel like you have to be open-minded enough to be susceptible if you believe in that sort yes. of thing. But like, because you go through periods where it's like, if you're not willing to be perceptive of what's happening, you can't, yeah. right? But if you if you've opened your mind and allow yourself to allow these things to crawl into your world, that's to me when you start experiencing things. Then you're like, is it just me or is it not me or what is it? Not to get down the way the church handled like talking about a lot of this stuff, but because of that, our perspective was that we did see a lot of this stuff, we did hear a lot of this stuff, and you kind of had no choice but to believe it because a lot of it wasn't explainable, dude. Yeah. It, it really, it really was. I had a buddy that his mom told us this story and his mom was awesome and uh but she said one night she was at a family get together all of a sudden she heard somebody call her name she looked down the room and it was a vision of her brother but he was a little kid mm. at the same time the phone rang and he just got killed oh Ooh. and it was just like chills you know like yeah you know i do believe that dude there i definitely believe there's another realm and i definitely believe you know i don't like i said i don't know about like hell or the logistics like i don't right. know you know i'm not going to be the person it that just says it seems excessive yes yeah just just get rid of the, the person or the soul forever just yeah be done with it yeah and Build i do torture it and i believe what you said gary like it, if i do believe if you let it in right that's the thing man like if you let because you just like not even getting all weird and stuff but you see when somebody hates somebody yeah they change man mm-hmm. you know what i mean like the, just how they talk and like or if somebody's just having a really like a bad time do they change literally like almost physically yeah so i definitely believe it so i uh i had an experience too i i swear to god i I woke up in the middle of the night one night and there was just something at the foot of the bed and it's like i always think back and i've convinced myself that it wasn't real but i swear i saw like an apparition just go across the room and disappear I didn't sleep for like a month. Yeah. Like I couldn't sleep. And then uh, we did, have you ever done any ghost hunting? Yeah. Yeah. That's fun too. It is fun. We went to Moundsville State Penitentiary. Oh, okay. And did an overnight lock-in. Oh. That was a creepy experience. But I I left there actually feeling like maybe it wasn't as much, it wasn't what I thought. Like I didn't have any personal experiences, but I mean, just it was awesome to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And it's funny. I love like, my wife loves those shows. And I always laugh at her because I just love the one with like Zach Baggins because right. that dude's ready to fight. Yeah. He's like, bring it. Like he's like yelling at the, like, you know, like, yeah. come on, MF. Like it's like a ghost. Yeah. But then when it gets time to do something, he always sends his lackeys. He's like, I'm going to be in the van watching everything. You go into this place where 85 people were murdered. You know what I mean? Right. And this poor tech is like, okay, you know, I need a job, <laughs> you know, but yeah, that stuff. Yeah. Ghost hunting is great. Brad, any experiences? Yeah, you know, you know, we've had a lot of experiences, yeah. a lot yeah. of experiences. Probably the most impactful one was my daughter came to us one day and she's like, I saw a man walk into my closet. Mm. Now, we had long since known that my grandfather, we, we thought it was my grandfather because it all kind of started around the time he died. Mm-hmm. And 
So we start pulling out pictures, pictures she's never seen. She never met the guy. And she picked him out of a lineup. It was this picture right here. Ooh, yeah. She's like, it was that guy. Oh, yeah. And we're like, well, how would you know? Like, unless, yeah, I mean, she never yeah. saw the guy. Yeah. So fast forward to 2012, we were going to do the Ghosts CD release party. You were there, McGurk's. Yeah, I was there. And the original plan was to have a medium there. This woman, Janie Daly, okay. who I was referred to. Now, I called her completely out of the blue one day, and I told her kind of what the plan was and what we wanted to do, and she's like, well, I have to stop you and ask you, do you believe in this kind of thing? I was like, you know, I don't know. And she's like, well, you know your daughter does because she saw your grandfather walk into her closet. Now, this Ooh. woman had no idea I was calling. It's not like she could research or look <laughs> oh. on Facebook or find a story. I got chills on that one, dude. <laughs> I'd be like, mm. And at that point, I was like, you know what, Janie? I now do believe, I do believe. in it. <laughs> And I, I don't think it would be best for you to come to the CD release party with all these people drunk, walking around, yes. tapping people on the shoulders like, your uncle says, hello. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. We had a lot of disturbances at that house over there on Jessica's Lane. And some of them were just kind of like your regular old doors slamming, TVs turning on, yeah. that kind of thing. Things that if two people didn't witness it, it would be discarded by the other person. Uh, but then we had some weird stuff, too. There was one night, all the power went out in the house. And we went into the bathroom when the lights finally came back on. And in the basement bathroom, there was blood in the sink, literal blood. Mm. Nobody can explain it. It was just me, Lisa. I think there was uh, John Glassman or Jared was there. Jared okay. Wilmoth. I, like, everybody just scattered like ants. That was it. We don't know why it happened. And then we started, like, we started, like, praying over the house. Of course, and we're just, dude. like, lighting candles. Like, everything you can do. And... It, it kind of went away, but yeah, we had some weird experiences. Yeah, that's um, my legit one, blood, man. Yeah, th yeah, you can't mess around with that. Like, my one friend went to a psychic one time just to prove her wrong. You know, he was kind of being mm. a dick about it, and so she was telling him, she's like, you know, and you have like a young sister, and um, and he was like, okay, you're 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 BS because I'm the only child, and she was like, no, you have a young sister, you know, about three years younger than you. He was like, okay, whatever. So he walks out. Talks to his mom. She breaks down. Starts oh. crying. Oh, no. And she's like, when you were three, we had a miscarriage. But you were young. We didn't want to tell you. And it was a girl. Wow. Mm. It's oh, like, man. hello. You know what I mean? It's like, so I do believe some people have that power, like, to see. Um, I'm glad I don't. <laughs> right. yeah. You know what I mean? I, that's Couldn't a responsibility. Yeah, man. That's a responsibility. And I feel like, and you put that in the wrong hands, you know, you put that in a prankster like me, oh, it'd be, it'd be horrible. You know mm. what I mean? Right. You know, but I do believe in that. Definitely. Yeah. So back to movies, right? Yeah, man. So we all know that I feel like in the last 20 years, it gets harder and harder to make a really good new horror movie. So there was a period of time, like from around 2000 to maybe 2015 and maybe even still to today they've remade all of these movies yes. right yes so what are some of your favorite remakes and which ones do you not like brad you're more than welcome to answer too um i love the zombie halloweens i a lot of people don't rob zombie okay yeah. yeah the rob zombie halloweens i love them because it kind of expanded on the story yeah you know you saw more back into um Michael Myers as a kid. I thought that stuff was cool. It was a little over the top with the cussing and stuff, but that's Rob Zombie. Like, sometimes, like, okay, look, no family's this filthy. Right. At the breakfast table. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I felt, too. It's like, it's like Pulp Fiction meets Halloween. Yeah. It was like... Reservoir dogs at the diner. Yeah, I mean, like, the, the, the stuff, like, if you watch that first opening scene where they're at the breakfast table, it's just like, 
the conversation between like the boyfriend and the mom, it's just like, okay, like, uh, and it's like funny because that's the beginning of the movie, and yeah. I feel like once you get through that initial sort of like really bad over the top acting, yeah. It becomes a really well done, terrifying horror movie. Yes, it's I just. Great. But you know, at the same time, that that sort of those interactions, it's so Rob Zombie. That's yes. what he does in his movies. He's always got to have some over sort the top, of man. over the top. Yeah, even in the dialogue. Yeah, and and I but I love those movies, and I also like the fact like Rob Zombie was a big Halloween fan, so like. And an interview with him. I didn't even know he remade these movies. Oh, dude, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Halloween 1 and 2. And it's cool because, like, when you... The interview with him, he was like, you know, I kind of just wanted to... I wanted to explain things. Whereas, like, like he explains, like, how Michael Myers... Why he has that mask, you know? So, he's like, I wanted to be like, okay, well, the mask was left in that house from the murders years ago. He put it underneath the floor. When he came back, he knew where to get it. Mm-hmm. He's like... Because what would make Michael Myers, if he's just going to go to the general store in town and pick a Halloween mask, what makes him not pick Elmo? Right. You know what I mean? And that's what. And I was like, dude, that makes a good point. Like, That'd be he great had, if he was Elmo, dude. That would be great. Yeah, I don't know how Jim Henson's. Well, Jim Henson's son probably would go for it for yeah. the bucks. But I mean, but yeah, that makes sense because he had a connection with the mask. There's a lot of cool stuff like that. As far as like, I, I think we got a new uh, villain. Yeah. 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 We, we need to make this movie. Elmo. 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 Oh, we're on it. <laughs> hey, Elmo. Where's a buzzer or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to insert something, a sound effect. There we go. A Nightmare on Sesame Street. <laughs> oh, my God. It just keeps getting better. <laughs> it's fantastic. Elmo, a Nightmare on Sesame Street. Yeah. Dude, yes. Uh, the Friday 13th remake, it was cool. Like, was I didn't hate it, but it was just there. It wasn't anything. <laughs> I'm just waiting for them to do more because they're never going to get over the legal issues that they have to make another one. That's been since 2009. Yeah, yeah. So my favorite remake, just because I think it's way better than the original, was the remake of The Hills Have Eyes. Yes. I love that because I felt like the first one was just kind of like, it's a weird movie. It's kind of just, but that took it to like another level. And that's tough to do. I mean, but I I, I love Rob Zombies because I think that's, it's, to touch that franchise in any way is you're, you're just asking for criticism that yep. you can't do it. And he did certainly get his fair share. Oh, yeah. But he did but a good job. The funny thing about The Hills Have Eyes is, okay, so I, obviously I saw the original, you know, when I was younger. And then when I saw the new one, dude, that new one made me feel so uneasy. Yeah. Like, especially like the part, like, you know, with the woman and the, the I think she was breastfeeding or something. Yeah. But dude, I just remember sitting there going, oh, my God. Like, I felt dirty. Yeah. Watching that part, I was like, oh, like, you know, but yeah, they did a good job with that movie because it l- really made you feel uneasy. Like these people are gross and you wanted them to die. Like a lot of times you watch like a Friday 13th and you pull for Jason. Right. You know, because it's kind of yeah. campy. You're like, go get them. Yeah. These stupid kids. Because the stupid kids still stick around. Like, oh, my five friends have died. We're still yeah. sleeping here tonight. Okay. You know, right. you deserve, you know, at you this point. Yeah. Yeah. But like the Hills Have Eyes, man, those were victims in those movies. You know, and you were just like, oh, man, I just want them to escape. I want these guys. And that's a good horror movie, you know. But you know another movie? I, I thought the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street was all right. Yeah, it was I thought good. that dude because... That's my favorite. Dude, Is it? Yeah. I, I love that one because the original one was... Dude, the original Nightmare on Elm Street is still awesome. Mm-hmm. Eventually, they get so campy. Yeah. And I felt like they brought that back. Like, he was just a badass, man. He was so spooky. And I liked how they had that. But those witty quips, that's what I loved about him. And yeah, but his face actually looked burnt. And, you know, he looked scary. But I liked the fact that they almost had that angle where you're like, is he innocent? 
Yeah. You know, they pulled that like, oh my God, maybe he's innocent and the town burned and the wrong dude. And now he's pissed off. Yeah. But it was cool. I thought that was a good a good remake. I'm going to throw this question in there. I asked this to Femi on the, our episode last week, but being a, an artist and to kind of circle this in with music, do you ever feel like when you're writing lyrically or a song in general that you've kind of maybe crossed a line and that maybe some kind of a, like a negative energy has gotten trapped in that song? Mm. I had a song, it was called The Gift. I, I still talk about it to this day. It's the kind of song where if it's like, if it's dark out, it's a Sunday night or something like that, I'm not listening to this song. Yeah. Oh, it's wow. got a weird energy in it, like a lot of Zeppelin tracks do, because they used to use the Ouija board to get their lyrics. Oh, dude, yeah. So you feel that in the music. It could be like Celebration Day, and you're like, why is this so creepy, right? Yeah, well, it's funny. Back to the Garden, my old band, we had a song. We never recorded it, thank God. But we had a song. We Okay, so me and Josh... We were brought up real strict, you know, yeah. Christian. So the whole thing of, and this is awful, and this is the only song I was ever like, oh my God, maybe we shouldn't have done this. <laughs> but the song was called INRI because that apparently was what they put above the cross of Jesus. It was like INRI. Okay, yes. I was wondering why I'd seen it. Yeah. But we made it, I'm not really interested. Okay. Yeah. So a different acronym. Yeah. What does it really stand for? I really don't remember, but I thought I it was really, something for... I really... Yeah. But so so we put, I'm not really interested. And I remember when we came up with it, we were like, mm, this is kind of funny. And kind then of, I remember I was just like, ah, oh, it's kind of funny. And then I was done with it. And I remember like, the next practice, he rolls in with the whole lyrics. He's like, hey, I came, I came with this. And I was like, Ugh. Now, here's a fun thing that I learned <laughs> from the exorcism of Emily Rose. As mm -hmm. a vocalist, you actually have two sets of vocal cords. And you can activate them. A lot of monks are able to activate both vocal cords. Yep. So I always heard that King Diamond could do that. They could harmonize with themselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, next I, level, man. Well, dude, that is next level. I think you definitely need um, a spiritual something going on right. there. <laughs> it's it was funny when you said Led Zeppelin because I remember being a kid and we went to all those things where if you put those records back, you know what I mean? If you do them backwards. Some of that's in Toki, but yeah. But yeah. So I remember me and my cousin, when we were kids, we found my, my, my young cool aunt. She had Led Zeppelin, you know? So we're here probably like destroying her records, dude, without her knowing. We're like, and it was just like, oh, we heard Satan. We heard it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she probably like later went to play it. And she was like, what? yeah, what's wrong with all my records? Stairway to hell. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's, um. there's definitely, dude, the first time I heard Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath, I just remember sitting there going, I feel really uneasy, you know, with the rain they were and into stuff. all that. They were. The occult Jimmy was Page big was thing. into the occult big oh, time. Jimmy Page was huge into the occult, probably bigger than most people yeah he was you a dark dude yeah so i mean that stuff and it's funny when i saw um black sabbath was like one of my favorite bands but i remember like reading an interview with like tony iomi and he said you know it got to the point with them it was a it was a shtick you know i mean they really weren't into it into it and they would go to they would like leave their hotel rooms and it'd be like a whole satanic church in the hallway like doing rituals and the cloaks and stuff and they were like oh okay you know what i mean yeah but they took it for real and it's funny horror movies black sabbath that's how they started because yeah. they were just a jazz band but they weren't going anywhere and they saw that like horror movie was across the street and people were just lined up and they were like dude what if we did that with music what if we just mm. started writing music that was scary and start telling scary stories and people will eat it up and they ate it up man dude that's it yeah jimmy page's moniker uh zoso yeah, Zoso. Well, that, he pulled that from a Ouija board, and apparently he's never really admitted what it means. It's The speculation is that it's a demon. Yeah. Um, but here's another fun fact. Uh, the last two letters of Schizocalypso. Oh. oh. 
I didn't even know that. Yeah. There wow. it is. That is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So <laughs> burn them records. Sound effects back in there. <laughs> I always think about like I got into horror, right? And you know, you you start watching these movies and you kind of get used to some of the violence or the scary scenes. Yeah. And then the more and more I got into it, and I know you've been to the like horror conventions oh, and the yeah. things, but for me, have you ever found the line? Like there are movies out there that are made too far that, that are just to me. It's like. They walked, they crossed that line for me of like, I don't like this. Well, that's not even over the line compared to some of the stuff that's out there. That's close. Yeah. It's pretty gross. Yeah. But there are certain movies that are just, they're on the other side of the fence and I just won't touch them. I've I've read about them. I've heard about them and I'm just not interested. Um, With me, and and this is such a weird statement to say because obviously everybody feels this way. But to me, I draw the line with like with rape. I was gonna say that. Yeah. When it's rape or it's like like sexual torture, even torture films. Or beyond deviance. Dude, yeah, like um I'm not even a big in like the hostels. That I'm, was a tough one, yeah. Yeah, because I'm not into the torture thing. No. But when they bring like um once they like get into like it looks like there's gonna be like the rape because like I remember like as a kid, the big movie like to get like at your village video or whatever it was, was like, I spit on your grave. Or Last House on the Last Left. Ha- oh, yeah. Dude, Faces tough of ones. Death. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that Last, was real, but. Dude, Last House on the Left, dude, that's gross. I know. It's. Like, and it made Wes Craven huge. insanely popular, yeah. but it's. It, those 70s movies so, are so disturbing. And it's the same thing we were saying. They look real. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, it's but yeah, like the sexual stuff to me, I just don't. It's whatever. I don't get into it. Like if I find out there's that's the whole idea, I'm just like nah. Because and I think to me, like people do get murdered in real life, but I think it's also like do people really get raped? Yeah, and, it's not fun. No, dude, and, it's it's, and it's that's something yeah. they live with as we're death. It's just over, right? Yeah, like dude, there's like really women out there that their lives are ruined, and to me, that's not entertainment. I don't right. want to watch that. You know right. what I mean? But, and they try to put it like a like a, a vengeance spin yes. on it, like they get back. But it's to me, it's just you know what's amazing to me is that somebody could sit down and write that. Like yes. they're writing it, like and they're they're writing a script around it, and they're describing. Yeah, it. I'm they like need an evaluation. Like you yes. have to be really in a dark place to write that and go. You know, we should make this into a movie. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, well, I, my, I, yeah, and let alone like a franchise. Right. It's like my issue with it is this. I have no issue with you putting a rape in the story for the story, but you don't have to show it. Right. You know what I mean? Because rape is real. So like, and and like, especially like you were saying, like the revenge films, dude, I'm all down with that. Like if a girl gets raped and then she gets to go back and destroy all these guys, but don't make the rape scene so ridiculous. Don't even show it. Just, you can let it be where we know what happened to her. You know, she can, like, walk out of the house, like... The door could like, shut, sat- there could be a scream. Yes! And, yeah. Like, you don't need to show it. And, like, right. if, once you get into that, because then part of me is like, okay, dude, who's getting off on this shit? You know what I mean? Who's getting off on this? Like, that's gross. And, um, but yeah, that's where I usually draw the yeah. line. You know, I just... And it's funny, my, you know, Chase, he, he loves horror movies, but he's the same way. I think most people are. That, yeah. That's why I always ask that, like... Just because I feel like everybody has that same answer. Like, it's just too far over the line. Yep. And when it, you you see that, you're like, okay, like, we just don't need it. You no, know, it's there, just too much. There's no need for that. And anything that triggers somebody for something awful they went through. I know. You know what I mean? Like... Can we do one final segment, Brad? Yeah, man. For the audience who may want to watch some horror movies tonight that doesn't know, 
I wanted to go through what are some underrated horror movies that maybe you've seen or you've seen that nobody else really knows of that you think would be cool to share? House of the Devil. Have you seen that one? I have not. Dude, see House of the Devil because it's one of those where it kind of looks 70s. Yeah. And it was probably made like so many, a couple years ago or something, but it's good, dude. You know, and pretty much, you know, the premise is like the premise is a lady is there to take care of like um like a babysitting job, you know. And but dude, it gets crazy. But it looks like a seventies film. That's good. Um, have you seen Hush? I, yeah, that's good. Hush is cool. That's on Netflix, right? Yeah. Okay. That's the one where it's like a dude's trying to come in, and and the lady's deaf, and she lives alone. Oh. Yeah, but it's good, man. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, I'm trying to think another one. I love Saint Maud. Did you watch that? Mm-mm. Dude, I thought Saint Maud was good. It's it's one of those that's kind of a little slow, like a 70s, a slow burner at first, but you get into it and it looks amazing. And yeah, that's scary. And as far as like any other ones, I mean, you always go back with the classics. Yeah. But yeah, I would I would suggest like House of the Devil, Hush, Saint Maud. I don't know if they're like really under the radar, but I've always liked Cujo. That's oh, a good Cujo's one. great. Yeah. I mean, it's I don't. It's kind of horror. It's, I guess it's a horror. It's Stephen King. It's Stephen yeah. King. Yeah, um, it's horror. Poltergeist Two. Mm, everybody kind of pans that movie, but that was actually the inspiration for my second book. Like that, bringing in like Indian tribe and because their relationship with spirits is a little bit different. Poltergeist was the one of the first movies I ever saw. Dude, to this day, I love Poltergeist 2 better just because Reverend Kane. The scariest yes. looking dude. And he was, like, died, he was dying of cancer during that film. That's why he looked like that. Really? Yeah, but dude, he is... And then Caroline dies in part three. And, and I think, didn't one like the this other older... Or Caroline. But that's one of those like franchises that has a lot of like really bad stuff happen. Yeah. And yeah. it's weird because that's about bringing stuff in too. Yeah. But yeah, dude, Kane, Reverend Kane, to me, he's one of the best horror characters ever. And we mentioned it in the beginning, but The Exorcism of Emily Rose, if you haven't seen it, it's actually, it's part horror and part like court docudrama. Yes. And it's very cool. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. It's a great movie. So, What about you? So I got a few. Uh, 1981, The Burning. Have you ever seen it? No. So I watched it for the first time about three weeks ago, and, and I love Seinfeld, it has Jason Alexander oh. in it. He's a camp counselor, so it's a ripoff of Friday the 13th, but for any slasher people, I was like, I'd never heard of this. It's fun, it's silly, but Jason Dude, I Alexander. Think I have seen that. It's when he was really young, and he's got like the shorts. Yeah, he's, he's, and he, he's great that. in it. Yeah, he's I have seen so that. My good. My friend brought that over because I love Seinfeld too, and <laughs> yeah. he's like, Dude, this has Costanza. And I was yeah. like, What? Yes. Okay, yes, I have seen that. That is good. And then uh, this is one that I actually just recommended to one of my neighbors. Have you ever seen Ravenous? Oh, dude. 1999's Ravenous? So That's good. That's a great movie. It's, and it's different. It's like a, it's what, Civil War times-ish? It's a, yes. It's almost like a history piece slash horror. Yeah, it's just done. It's it's one of those, it's like, it's just so creepy. And the creepiness just never ends. Yeah, you know? it's good. And then uh, I've got uh, a movie from 2008, which is called The Strangers. Have you seen that I with love that movie. Liv Tyler, right? That makes you feel awful. Yes. That's one of those movies that I love because there's just, there seems to be no motive. Dude, no. Like, which is terrifying, It just right? wants you to feel so, like, gross. Like, it just happens. Yes. And you're like, wow, this is that. that but that's was... what's so scary about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And then my last one is a movie called It Follows from 2014. Did you oh, yeah. see it? That's very good. That's that good was one. one of the more recent movies that I felt like was actually it's a psychological trip. A new concept. Yeah. And again, it was a throwback to the 80s. And I feel like Stranger Things has kind of like 
like just watered down the whole 80s throwback yes, stuff I but i really loved it follows because for me that was one of the first times where like you saw like a newer movie that was like that throwback with the music and all that stuff and they just it was just great so yeah yeah th- those three those three are good and i would say one one more dude if i love this movie because it's such a badass chick in this movie and i feel like sometimes in horror movies they don't get the badass chick but you're next I don't think oh, I've yeah. seen that. I have seen that. <gasps> Dude, that yeah. chick is so awesome in that movie. Like, oh, you got to see that. Wait, is that, wait that, is that relatively new? Probably last five, ten years. Yeah, it's year within the past five years. It's got like a wolf on the front, like a guy wearing a wolf mask. I think it's on Netflix. I might have actually seen that. I just can't remember what the movie that I'm thinking of, what it's called. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like a, a dude brings her to a family get-together. The first time she gets to meet the family... It's twisted, dude. But it's it's nice. good. She is just man. Let's not forget Creep Show. If you oh, just yeah. want dude, something quick, of course. a couple quick movies. Huh? Kevin, thank you for being on the show, Gary. Thank you, Brad. I've been yeah, bugging man. you about this, and I'm glad we got to do it. And for your listening and enjoyment, this is a song that is possessed by something. It's called The <laughs> Gift. <laughs> I like it. Sun in a hope is never after. California guns staring at the sun, but the storm kept coming faster. I never wanted life to end this way. Another actor on the TV screen. Take me back to where it all began. If I ever played my hand to win and die, this gift has left me. This 
My heart's so 